It's a Thursday here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network, and that means it's time to get riled up on the Cowboys with your man Tom Ryle and your boy Roy White. And Tom, uh, I mean, I guess we should be sitting here reacting or having some thoughts perhaps on how the Super Bowl played out this past weekend. In fact, uh, many people intended to do just that in Kansas City today, and unfortunately, a horrible event occurred and so we do just want to acknowledge at the start of this podcast that our heart goes out to all the folks in Kansas City who have friends or loved ones who were affected by the tragedy there at the uh the Super Bowl celebration parade of all places for that to happen. Yeah, um and we you know we don't want to get into it because there's emotions that run high about some of the things surrounding it but this should just not happen. Uh it, it just shouldn't. And that's all we'll say. It's terrible that there's, you know, apparently been at least one fatality and multiple people wounded. Uh, I think the number's still growing because they're actually getting walk-ins, people that, that fled on foot because they were lightly injured and are just now getting to the hospitals. Or, or that was at the point in time that this was being recorded because we actually re- recorded this just a few hours after it happened just so everybody knows why we're saying that. So, yeah, but we just wanted to mention that and bring it up and then get on to talking about the Cowboys who've had kind of some busy stuff going on too. Do you think they waited, Jerry waited until after the Super Bowl to get this deal done or ultimately the Mike Zimmer agreement maybe was already made handshaken a week ago? And uh, they just needed to dot I's and cross T's. Like, I don't consider this to be or to have been the same type of situation that the Cowboys ran into years ago with Dan Reeves when it was virtually agreed upon, according to reports, that he would come here as a consultant only to mm-hmm. see that deal fall apart. I think the Cowboys did kind of have an agreement with Zimmer in place that he would make it here, and they just had to finalize contract agreements. They also probably didn't want to make that announcement right before the Super Bowl. Yeah, they didn't want to get it, the chance of getting some publicity and some eyes on the team covered up by what happened in the game. So the timing, I think, was important. Uh, yeah, I I suspect there were some details to work out. I think this was, as you said, it was a principle in, in, in agreement, and nobody was really going to pull out. Uh, you know, Simmer might have wanted to milk a little something else out of them or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I think this was going to happen. Uh, once they, uh, once Dan Quinn, uh, was, was set to leave. And, you know, uh, another bit of good news that came out on Wednesday is that, uh, Zimmer has, uh, you know, come to an agreement or he and the team have come to an agreement with Al Harris on Harris staying to coach the secondary. I think uh, Harris is uh, Harris is one of those guys, I think he may be in a good position right where he is. Uh, even if he goes somewhere else, it's going to be more a lateral move uh, just because there keep being reports that he's not really into scheme and all that stuff. He just wants to coach defensive backs on technique and how to play, you know, when they're assigned zone versus uh, man coverage. Uh, yeah, he wants to get them doing that well and have somebody else tell him when they're going to be playing that stuff. Uh, I said that's just just a sense I get that can always change. 
Uh, I also thought they bring back Robert Prince as the wide receivers coach. Uh, I was not aware that he was uh, up for a new job. I guess he had an expired contract. So we saw that happening. Um, and, you know, I just have to throw it out because, you know, it's not an original thought. There were about eight people that, that mentioned this within about 15 seconds of the announcement. Um, Kyle Shanahan let go of uh, Steve Wilkes out in San Francisco. He's now missed out on all the defensive coordinator jobs. He's looking for a job. And interestingly enough, you know, Mike Zimmer's phone rang during his introductory press conference. Maybe that was Steve Wilkes calling. Man, I think the Cowboys would be foolish not to reach out and try to get an interview with him to get him on staff. That's just my two cents worth. I mean, I would agree with that from the standpoint that he is a well-known and, I mean, a prominent coach, like to have been fired for orchestrating the defensive performances he has over the years, knowing that one of his most prominent pieces was lost in that game in Dre Greenwald when he tore his Achilles standing there on the sidelines getting ready to go in. Mm -hmm. That is an abomination of a decision by the 49ers organization. That is a sacrifice that Kyle Shanahan is making, basically, to the gods or to the fans or to whomever you know, decrees that someone's head needs to roll for that performance, for not being able to close that game out. Um, having said that, Tom, is it at all possible that, you know, that type of thinking, right, our our pension, um, our – what's the word I'm looking for? Like our proclivity here in Cowboys land to want to lean toward names that we've heard of isn't that something that the Jones boys have sort of been criticized for, especially here recently, and maybe would be rightly criticized for, were they to pursue a guy like Wilkes? Well, it's always situational. I mean, sometimes it's a guy you hear of because he's really done a good job in the case of Wilkes. And to me, Wilkes is kind of a different tier than the – Dan Quinn's and the Mike Zimmers and the Mike McCarthy's, you know, the former head coaches, the guys that are way up there in age in some cases, you know, we've got a lot of, you know, I think Zimmer's coming in and he believe he's eligible for social security. Uh, you know, so uh, yeah, I think Wilkes would actually bring maybe some fresh thinking in, uh, that's just my thought. And obviously, so you don't think, you don't see any problem potentially with like having a third coach who is a former head coach. Like this is a criticism I think that's lobbied at the Joneses to a degree is that they don't necessarily concern themselves with creating a cohesive coaching unit, more so with getting like the biggest star power and name recognition they can at those various coaching coordinator positions, and then saying make it work all contraire i was not saying that that is a good thing i was saying sim simply that wilkes doesn't fit that mold and it would be kind of refreshing for the cowboys to see going there you actually are touching on one of my concerns uh for our main discussion this week uh 
Uh, and that is the fact that the Jones family, they like the comfort. They want those people that they've heard of. They want the big names, you know. They want, you know, they're 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 like those guys that they're never gonna buy the new model that came out this year. They're gonna go with a uh, a used version of something that's been on the market for a while because that's going to be reliable. It's got a repair history, and they know about that. And they're going to get one that's got you know, some miles on it, but they know that it runs well because they talk to the old owner. Uh, that's you know that's part of the problem we have with the how how the Cowboys uh, you know run things. And now we're going into a year. As we mentioned, this is make or break for Mike McCarthy. There's no more, maybe it's make or break. This is it. This is the last year of his contract. One way or another, at some point, there's going to have to be a decision made on whether the Cowboys turn the page or they bring McCarthy back. And it's it's all going to be performance-driven. It, it's going to be based on what happens in 2024 on the football field and then into the early part of 2025. Uh, Cause I mean, let's, let's, let's be frank. The Cowboys, you know, the Cowboys wound up with the number two seed coming out of 2023. They did that. I will state this. Uh, and I don't think you're going to contradict me. They got that on the week, the the back of a fairly weak schedule. They beat up on some lesser teams, struggled against. Well, struggled hardly expresses what happened. They just just came apart against good teams, with the possible exception of the Detroit Lions. And let's face it, they did get lucky. Uh, they could easily have lost that game. And I, I think if, if if Dan Campbell had just done some different play calling, uh, the Cowboys might have not won that game. Uh, so, but the Cowboys have, have had the past couple seasons a built-in advantage. Uh, it varies sometimes, but last year it was kind of pronounced. They play in one of the weaker divisions. Uh, you know, like, oh no, but the Eagles make the playoffs too. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, sometimes when you've got two really weak teams at the bottom, it makes up for the other thing. And I will, I will, uh, you know, submit to you that I think there was a lot of evidence that we saw right there on the field, especially in the second or down the stretch of the season, that the Eagles were frauds anyway. Uh, they, they were the luckiest team in football for the first half of the season. Their luck went away, and so did their winning. Uh, and Cowboys just capitalized on that. You know, when you get five wins out of your division, you know, and then you've got, you know, you play two other full divisions in the league, so you're going to play some of the bottom feeders there. You know, and that's going to get you another three or four wins. And all of a sudden, you're getting into playoff consideration without having to actually beat anybody good. And that's what we saw happen. And I think it's going to happen again. I think the Cowboys, that little extra pad of having a couple of teams that you can almost count on four wins from, is going to get them into the playoffs again. And then we're going to have to see what they do. 
And I I know it sounds odd, but my whole premise here is that the Cowboys might actually have just enough success to mess themselves up. That, you know, if if they go out there and I kind of, to me, an oddly a, a, a kind of a worst case scenario, either they go out there in the wild card round, they beat up somebody. Okay, that would be great. Then they get to the divisional round and they just barely lose. You know, we could have another Des caught it moment or any of the vast array of weird calls the officials can make that can turn a game right at the very end. Because we've seen it happen to a lot. People that think, oh, I don't have the Cowboys. No, that has happened to more teams. You know, almost every team has a story like that at a key moment where there's a call that you go back and look at and it's like, what were they thinking to throw that flag? Or why didn't they throw a flag on that? I mean, you know. They tackle the receiver to the ground while the ball's still 10 feet away from him, and somehow that's just considered good coverage. I don't know. But if that were to happen, I can see Jerry Jones and maybe Steven talking themselves into, man, we just need to give the two mics another year or two. Let's, let's bring them back on three-year contracts. Ooh. I think they could take the next step. Does that not – can you not see them, though, sitting over some Johnny Walker blue and thinking about it, coming up with that decision? Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I absolutely can. And that's why... uh, it feels like we're destined for another year of NFL purgatory. Not quite mm-hmm. the purgatory that I think some teams fall into, which is that they don't find a quarterback, but they're never quite bad enough to be horrible and draft a That's not the type of purgatory that the Cowboys are in right now. The Cowboys are in a purgatory in which if they don't achieve the highest of highs, or the lowest of lows, if they're somewhere in the middle, they're going to make the wrong decisions as an organization that's going to keep them stuck in the yeah. middle. We need a catalyst. And unfortunately, what I think you're suggesting is that one of the absolute worst case scenarios 
for this team in 2024 is to be right back in the same position that they're in now. They would be almost better off by getting blown to bits. Well, I, actually, I'm thinking they're going to they're be just a little better. I could even see them getting to the NFC Championship game and losing, whether it's close or whether they get embarrassed again. But getting to that step being enough justification in, in Jerry's mind that, okay, we're on the right track, we're moving in the right direction, and that, that kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, and it's, there are times I wonder, is it really a good outcome here? Let's say this is the year. You know, you t- and you talked about quarterback purgatory, you know. Be very careful because there are times – when you see the flops in the playoffs, you wonder, are we flirting with that with Dak Prescott? Does he just have a ceiling he's not going to – but we don't want – I don't want to get into that. I've got faith he can he can pull it together, okay? I just want to say I understand how some people come around that line of thinking. But let's say they pulled it up. Let's say lightning struck two or three times. They kept it in a bottle, I guess, is what I'm trying to go to. And they get to the Super Bowl. And even win it. Yay, happy, wow. Mike McCarthy gets another five-year contract. They signed, you know, and, and and how many years of not making it again are you willing to accept if they were to get there once? Because I kind of think that's what we might be looking at. I think this would be like a, a just a little bubble up. Uh the you know the chips would fall just right for them, uh, just right enough know. to justify the decision without really having to make drastic changes. Is I think yeah. what you're describing. Yeah, and and the thing is, you, you can't really make drastic changes in that case. And it's I I, I here's the thing: I don't see that's going to happen. Uh, I also don't see them completely falling apart and, you know, only winning like four or five games. So they, you know, would have no choice but to fire Mike McCarthy. Uh, just because I think they have a talent core that is, you know, say in, in the, in the, somewhere in the top 10, you know, lower part of the top 10. It's That's not exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, it's not it's not like the Chiefs or the 49ers or even the Ravens where you just look at them and look at all this talent. And the Cowboys have a bunch of stars and it, but they've got like their gap is too big. It's like you got the star, then there's this fall off. Uh there's just not a whole lot of guys that are in that really good category. They've got they've got stars and they've got serviceable. And they've got, you know, guys that they really need to go, look, go out and be looking for a replacement for. But they don't have that that kind of second-tier player. They don't have very many. It's, it's, it's lightly populated for them. Uh, and they so they sometimes lean on their stars, I think, a bit too much. Um, and so I, I don't see the Cowboys just completely falling apart like that unless we had another – 2009 kind of thing mm-hmm. where they gave up on Wade Phillips and they, they had to be fired, uh, which was a, a really, 
it's one of those things where probably they waited a year too long, but then they had a the previous season was not really an indicator that they were this was gonna happen. So yeah, it's tough. And I, I also don't like the fact that they've got this hot shot guy in their minds that they've now just hired as a coordinator who could be sitting there as your replacement head coach if you wanted to keep it all in the family. Because remember, we all thought Dan Quinn was that guy that they'd go to, and then Quinn got hired away, and now they got Zimmer, and they know Zimmer. They know Zimmer really well. I think the Joneses love them so much. And I don't know that that would be the step to take. I agree that that is a possibility. I would still hold out hope that they would consider the likes of a Belichick perhaps coming off of a year or another prominent head coach, and perhaps that's not even the direction moving forward. I still believe in that, but if you don't, I would understand it. I would understand the argument. I don't think you're a huge fan of them moving from Mike McCarthy to Bill Belichick, and that's okay. I understand that. Um, But I will say that with where they sit, with, with Mike McCarthy and the coaching staff today, and specifically also with, with Mike Zimmer, like they like to have these guys that have cachet, but in the end haven't really delivered at the highest level. I, obviously, Mike McCarthy has with an Aaron Rodgers at his side. Mike Zimmer has not, really. And Oh, come on. Don't you love Kirk Cousins? Come on. I mean, look, you know, he had he had some good defenses in Minnesota and, you know, guys like really great players. And I'm definitely excited about what, you know, if he can find himself a Harrison Smith type of player, what he might be able to do for this defense, because I think that is a little bit of the missing piece that they could use and utilize to turn things around and maybe get a leader in that locker room on the defensive side of the ball. But Mike Zimmer being the potential next head coach, ugh, it is exactly the type of move that the Joneses would make, right? Yeah, the head coach in waiting has almost always been around here somewhere. Look, and and I'll I'll be honest. If the season, you know, I I always want to see the Cowboys win. I I would love to see. Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy proved me wrong and show that they've got what it takes to win and and have a good three, four-year stretch. You know, not necessarily win a bunch of Super Bowls, but, like, get get into one and and get to the championship game a couple other times. Just be, be more than just the people that make the playoffs get kicked out early. Actually get in and make noise in the playoffs. That is that would make me happy. Uh, you know, I, I I could I would I would like to see another Lombardi come along in that stretch. I just I, I am having a hard time finding a reason to think that's gonna happen. This this just seems to be a cycle, you know, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. Uh and that's kind of where I feel that the team is stuck. I think they need some fresh thinking. It ain't gonna happen in the ownership suite, you know. Because Jerry, huh? Well, I just want to say, like, to me, the only acceptable outcomes for next season 
to make me feel positive about a move going forward will be a Super Bowl appearance. Not just an NFC Championship game appearance. That will not be enough to make me feel positive going forward that they're taking steps forward. A Super Bowl appearance or a flat-out abysmal performance that forces their hand to move in another direction. Those are the only two acceptable outcomes for me for 2024, Tom, because outside of that, I don't have any faith that the organization, that Jerry, that Steven will come together and make a decision that propels this team forward if one of those things does not occur. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just had a, a, a weird thought. Can you imagine uh, they, the Cowboys kind of stun the NFL a little bit, wind up winning the Super Bowl, and immediately after, Mike McCarthy said, see, I told you I could do it. Now I'm going to go sit on the dock and fish and retired. <laughs> then they have to go back in. My dream is if they make a change at head coach, which I I don't know whether to even say which way I think it's going to happen, but if they make a change at head coach, I don't want some guy that's been there before with another team. Uh, I, I, I would like them to see them go outside the organization bring in somebody that's got very little uh, experience with the Cowboys, if any. Uh, a young up-and-comer with fresh ideas. You know, there's a ton of those guys out there that are doing well. Why can't the Cowboys find one and, and take a shot? Well, yeah, the answer is because the, the Jones family won't do that. But that's what I think this team needs. That's what I think would lead to a renaissance. Even if the guy didn't work out, get one. And then if he doesn't work, get another one just like that. Don't keep going back to the old heads. Let somebody else hire the old heads. So let me ask you then, what is the most likely outcome in 2024 to achieve that result? And in granting, like I know that in the end, you don't believe the Joneses are capable of that, right? Put that aside. Let's say they are level-headed thinkers, right? What's the result that gets them to move in that direction? Uh, it would probably have to be, uh, you know, five or less wins. Just an absolute oh. collapse. There and, you have it, folks. On the record, Tom, in favor of the Cowboys winning five or less uh, games. That's uh, his most preferred outcome. You heard it. I know. Friends. I know we're having an election year, but quit twisting my words like that. I did not say that was preferred. I said that's what would cause a major shakeup, if anything would. And like I said, I just despair that there's going to be a change. The Joneses want to be incremental, maybe evolutionary. They don't want to be revolutionary. And I think getting a touch of revolutionary is kind of what you have to have. Uh, you know, and you, you look at it. I mean, Dan Campbell went up to Detroit, which had gone how many years? I mean, they, Detroit was just the, the laughing stock of the NFC North forever. Well, I mean, they sometimes had, had dual billing with the Chicago Bears. But he turned that around, and it's, I don't think that's a case of him being the innovative uh, 
mind, that's a case of him just coming in and having this obnoxious, over-the-top attitude that infected the players, and they just went out and started biting kneecaps. It wasn't Uh, his mind. It was his mindset in that Exactly. It was the culture that he brought, and that is why, I mean, if the Cowboys – if Jerry and Steven aren't going to bring in the mastermind, but well, we know the culture is never going to change because the culture doesn't start with the head coach around here. The culture mm-hmm. starts and ends with the way that the Joneses operate. And because they're never changing that general manager position, whereas other teams can completely change their culture from inside out, as the Lions did when it started when they hired their new GM, who then brought on Dan Campbell, the Cowboys will never, in my estimation, be able to do that. So the yeah. only thing we can change, the only thing we can change really is the mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I will say that that's kind of a plus in uh, Mike Zimmer's column because he, he came in and said, I'm sometimes a grouch. You know, uh, I can't remember the exact quote, but basically he said he goes out there and kicks a little butt and gets in his player's face. And I think Discipline and holding people accountable to their standards. <laughs> yeah, give us a double dose of that. The Cowboys, I think, have had an issue there. So it's it's hard to say. You know, it, maybe this is all just when I got to thinking about this was just kind of a return to our whole thing of we ain't going to get sucked in. We're not buying the hopium this year. Let's be realistic about this and just remember that until this team proves something, there's nothing proven. I think it's well said, although (laughs) at some point, at some point we might need to acknowledge that like we may also be falling victim to the fact that, hey, we don't want to be wrong about the fact that Jerry is incapable of change and that he's been what's been holding the organization back for the last 30 years. And because of that fact, maybe there's a small part that says, "Eh, if they win it all, that proves us wrong. And we don't want that. Do we acknowledge that to some degree? Do we have to acknowledge that to some degree? I will acknowledge that that is a tendency. As a matter of fact, I kind of wrote words to that effect about it. I, I just personally, I would love to see Jerry suddenly See the light, get out there, make some exciting hires, back off from some of the stuff he does. Tell Steven, quit pinching cat pennies and go get us the players we want we need and what the coaches tell us are required. I love that. I'd cheer him on. I'd praise him. I've defended Jerry in the past. I would defend him again. Just I've learned to quit defending him, and I don't think it's happening. <laughs> well, we'll see what other moves the Cowboys make. There are still several coaching positions to fill, so we will obviously keep you posted on that. Make sure to follow all the great content at bloggingtheboys.com as we will keep you up to date on anything the Cowboys do or do not do at their coaching vacancies. Yeah. And, you know, there are rumors that they're starting negotiations with CD. Uh, and so the next next thing coming up is going to be 
free agency? Uh, will they use the, the tag on someone? I hope not. And will they, uh, you know, will they re-sign some of their own? You know, it's, we're going to be seeing, but. Yeah, the CD we'll extension see. has to get done before a free agency, I believe, simply just from the virtue of creating cap space. That will create a ton of cap space. Yeah, they, they've got to do that just to get under the cap right now. Yeah. So. Whether or not and the deck deal gets done before then, that will. Yeah, they might buy time with CD and try to figure out because they could still go extend or just restructure and keep him, just have a, the end of the year to make a decision on him. And wouldn't that make it a very edgy season? Indeed, it would. Well, again, we'll keep you updated on all that at bloggingtheboys.com. Make sure you subscribe to the content there at YouTube. Uh, on the YouTube channel. Uh, for Tom, I'm Roy again. Parts to those involved in anything there in Kansas City. Uh, you guys, you stay riled up on the Cowboys, and we will see you next Thursday.